You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, next-gen pastor Sean Selman began chapter 13 of Romans as we continue through our series in this book. Uh, In today's episode, we're talking more about what it means to be subject to authority and how that may, in some instances, be different than obeying authority. We also spend some time talking about what the believer's role should be in bringing about change by engaging the political system. And above all, we're reminded that God is sovereign over all and should garner our allegiance before any earthly authority. You'll hear this and more today on After the Message. Hey guys and lady, lady. lady. <laughs> hey uh, it's good, good to see you all. Uh, I'm Mike Haight, and uh, we are here today with Sean Selman, Josh Braddy, Mark Evans, and our children's minister Amy Elizabeth. And uh, so good to see all Cock of you off. in the room. Okay, Amy yeah. Elizabeth Cockroft. And Chase Hammock! Chase, yeah. The man! Uh, we left Chase out. Chase just gave us a thumbs down. Oh, wow. Hey, remember who remembered you, buddy? Remember who remembered <laughs> I think that's the, first, that's the first time Chase has ever given us a thumbs down. I know. I, it, feels, mm. it feels like... In reality, it doesn't he gave feel good. a thumbs down. Yeah. It doesn't feel uh, yeah. good. <laughs> he did not give me a thumbs down. <laughs> hey! I don't know. I think he was looking at you yeah, and he did probably it. probably so. Um... Anyway, you guys doing all right? Good week? It was spring break this past week. Yeah. It was a great week. Yeah? I mean, yeah, Josh, I think you did. Yeah. I was gone, but it was great. You went extreme. So you went from uh, skiing in the, the mountains uh, to the beach. To the beach, yeah. We started the week in Utah and then ended the week in Orange Beach, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it was almost as cold in Orange Beach it as it was, was in colder, Utah. It was colder. You know, we, uh, Mike and I were at a wedding uh, on Saturday that we were we were a part of, and it was uh, on the beach wedding, and everybody was barefoot, and mm. it was really cold. It was, um, and, and windy. And windy, and yep. rainy at some points, and it, you yeah. know, we were praying for, for God to give great weather, and there was a little bit of a feeding frenzy about 20 minutes before the service oh, of boy. the Pelicans. Oh, boy. Seagulls? Right Pelicans. Pelicans. They were diving into the water eating awesome. fish. There must have been a school of fish back <laughs> That's there. Cool. Yeah, and so we were like, oh, Lord, help us. And so anyway, our, my feet went numb, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, and then the pelicans quit feeding, and the rain went away. So the Lord gave great grace. Uh, but the cold did not go away. It did away. not go yeah. away. It was fun. Uh, no, but it was great. It was a beautiful wedding, and um, it was it was an honor to be a part of it. So. Yeah. Mike didn't ask me to sing. I don't know why. I mean, I could have, but he didn't. He didn't ask me. Well, to. you nope. didn't ask me to preach. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> well actually, you did on Wednesday. Uh, 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 you did. You filled I in d- for I me. had to stand in for Josh uh, for the rehearsal. My and, plane uh, was a little so. late coming in. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but I had a script, so it was okay. Yep. Anyway. That's good. Uh, anybody else do anything interesting last week? Went and hung out with the boys, did a little turkey hunting. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Did you kill any turkey? No, we didn't. Oh, it was here comes it was the actually my boy. It was actually my first time. My Come time. on. Yeah, it's my first time to go. Did you hear any turkey? We heard Who some turkeys. Keenan. Keenan's He knows uh, how? Keenan no, he's learning. Oh. There you go. So I just went with him. I actually didn't carry a gun. Uh just went with my son to learn how to turkey hunt on our own. That is and, fun. But and we heard some birds and he got some birds to answer him. So we count that as a success. It was fun to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But then your turn, Mark. Did anybody Mark, else yeah. kill a turkey? Yeah. Tell us, Mark. Oh, I, 
I, I didn't want to bring it up, but since you've asked. <laughs> <laughs> we did that just for you. Jordan, my 14-year-old, now 15-year-old. Yeah. 15. She turned 15 yesterday, so that was a big day. And she killed her first turkey last week. Yes. Wow. And yes, she was indeed. so excited. Oh, my gosh. Like, it makes me happy that she gets excited she about that kind of stuff. was so fired up. She well, was. It was a big turkey, too. Yeah, it was. I, I got to tell you, I'm just imagining myself, Sean, after your comments, I'm imagining myself going <laughs> on my own to teach myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been around it a lot, Mike. Yeah. I have, I've never Here, done it. Turkey, so. turkey, turkey. <laughs> Come on, turkey. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say in my mind, it doesn't go well. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Take Chase and his video camera if you ever yes. decide to go by yourself. Can we please we video it? Let's just we do should, it for we fun should just do and that. video it. I want to see what would happen. <laughs> uh, it, would, it would be entertaining, I guarantee you. Uh, anyway, well. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, you preached on Sunday, and uh, good job, man. Yes, yeah, thank you. It was really, really so well done. Brought it. it and cool. uh, you know, when whenever I, I first saw several weeks ago that you were preaching on that day, <laughs> and saw what the topic was going to be, the the reference, I thought, man. You know, who did you make angry? <laughs> I, I, I actually thought the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, uh, it, it was like, I remember uh, Josh and Neil, I think, came to me and said, hey, Josh is going to be out on this day. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. We're just, mm -hmm. we're traveling through Romans, yep. you know. And uh, they said, uh, hey, Romans 13. I was like, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And then I sat down at my desk and opened my Bible and went, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, <laughs> what have I gotten into? Um, and, and it is. It's just one of, those, it's one of those passages, I think, that if we don't do careful study, we tend to read a lot of personal things into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so anyway. Especially, yeah. I, I think, especially in a climate like today. Yes. You know, I mean, it just seems like there's such, I mean, there's division in our country mm -hmm. over everything, but, but politics being one of the top, yes. top of the list. Mm -hmm. And so, politics and religion, imagine that. Yeah. So <laughs> to have to dive into a passage like this yeah. in that climate, man, that's. And I think that's a good comment is that once again, Paul's goal in writing Romans is to bring about unity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so um, so we need to look at this, even even in light of our context. How do we read what Paul has written in order to bring about unity in the church versus mm -hmm. division? So, mm. I think, Sean, you did a really good job, too. Like, I feel like this was probably the first time that I feel like I've heard this passage preached from the lens that it was preached from. And I appreciate the amount of time you spent on the first like five or six words, like every person, which includes me and everybody else in that room. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're talking to us. Let me focus. And then the time you spent on the be subject to part. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times when you hear this or you it, it preached or people just randomly pull stuff out of this section, you know, it's like be subject to means you have to do everything they're saying. And your explanation of obeying and subject to is different. Mm -hmm. I feel like it just kind of set the tone for the rest of the verses to follow. And it was more, oh, okay, I can kind of relax a little bit. Like I hmm. don't have to obey, but I am subject to what co what's to come. Right. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated the way you pulled in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel in the Lion's Den just to say, they, yeah. they they did not obey, but they were subject to the lion's den and the fiery furnace, mm -hmm. and that's true of us today. Right. 
And I, I mean, and if I'm honest, like I, I was, I felt some tension in that. Mm-hmm. Not, not because I disagreed with it, but, but just like f- for clarity, like, okay, so like when though, is it okay to disobey? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think Josh, in our pre, pre-podcast conversation, you, you even asked the question, like when, when is it okay to have civil disobedience? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, maybe part of being subject to and, and under God's authority is, you know, when a, 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 an authority, a governmental authority, or there are laws, as long as they're not in conflict with God's walls, like we should obey. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. right? We may not like them, but. That's right. right. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but when they step Over out of, out of mm-hmm. sync and out of mm-hmm. line with, with God's law, then. You know, that's in in the Mm -hmm. illustrations that you used uh, from the Old Testament were, you know, were very much that. Yeah, I think we didn't mention, you know, all of those illustrations Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel in the lion's den, uh, Peter and John before uh, the Jewish council, all those ended up great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We we could have brought in some other illustrations during this Roman rule. Mm hmm. It's Stephen, but it wasn't necessarily Roman rule. Right. It was that was Jewish. That was actually Paul mm-hmm. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So yeah, he does. Um, you, you could actually pull some historical things though. Um, mm-hmm. From uh, you have you have two ladies that we know of that I, I'm drawing a blank on their names, but um, that are told to recant their faith mm-hmm. uh, to to renounce Christianity, um, and they stand in an arena and and continue to sing to their God mm-hmm. and are trampled by a bull, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go well for them. They, they're they disobedient to the governing authority because they are not going to renounce their faith in God. They're going to serve their God. They're going to worship mm-hmm. him. Um, I and think martyred for it. Martyred yeah. for it. Um, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. It's like th- there's thousands every year yeah. who are martyred. Mm-hmm. Currently, mm-hmm. Right. right. Currently, that's right. Um, I think a beautiful picture, now it gets embellished a little bit, um, but you have another one that I thought about bringing up was a Polycarp, who is John's disciple, um, who, when they show up to arrest him, cooks them a meal, mm-hmm. prays for them, like spends hours doing this. Um, so he continues to do good mm. um, for his, um, the people that are going to, take him into captivity, right? Mm-hmm. That are going to punish him and ultimately put him to death. But he continues to do good for them mm. because ultimately his goal was he wants them to see the gospel. Yeah. Mm. And so um, so that's a beautiful picture. Um, but there are lots of instances, I think, where ultimately what it comes down to is when I have to step out of outside of God's authority, right? Um, and I, I mentioned this in Peter and John's I think we need to pay attention to that passage where it says, and Peter full of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. like driven by the spirit of God in line with the truth of God. Mm-hmm. Th- those are two important things to kind of hold on to as. Sean, as you were talking, I just, um, Jesus was coming to mind just as in the garden, like when they came to arrest him, mm. he, they bowed down and worshiped because they knew that it was who he was. And in that moment, he could have done whatever he wanted to, to have been like, no, I'm not, I'm not submitting to this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to obey this and go because of what you think I have done. 
but he knew under God's authority, this mm-hmm. is the way it had to be. Mm-hmm. And so he willingly went like without mm-hmm. a fight and did what the government was going to, was taken what the government was going to do to him. And mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to confess yeah. a problem I'm having here with myself. Sure. Do confess. Mark. Sure. <clears throat> so if it, if it um, conflicts with tier clear teaching of scripture, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's when, that's when we can, whatever this verse is saying, we mm-hmm. can not obey. Right. Right. I, so I, I know we joke about it, but <laughs> guns. Yeah. Oh boy. Comes to like, for me, so there's nothing in scripture that says I have to own guns or that I have, you know, there's nothing that would align with scripture. But if I'm subject to this government laws and the law is I can't no longer own a gun, hmm. I'm not sure I'm ready to subject <laughs> mm. myself to that. To that. And so I know it's, I know it's chasing something, but it's an example of the things that we're, we hold yeah. on to that we think are really important, but yeah. we're still called to be subject to. Well, and I, and I think, yeah, and I think along those same lines, uh, you know, somebody brought up. <laughs> what, what, what did, did you say? I said, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> well, you can't just you. leave us there. Well, I, think, gotta, uh, I think along those same lines, I think somebody brought up earlier the the idea like, you know, you think about the Revolutionary War. Should, mm-hmm. like, right. if, you, if you, you follow that rabbit trail there, you know, I mean, should believers have participated mm-hmm. in the Re- Revolutionary War or, or any other war for That's that right. matter? But, mm-hmm. but, but that one particularly, I mean, it was over... You know, it started over taxation, uh, you know, which again... <laughs> the very thing you told us to do yesterday. Pay, pay your taxes. <laughs> pay your taxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to let smarter people in the room answer this question. No. Yeah. So, so before we jump in and chase all the rabbits, yeah, and, oh, and yeah. I think we should, and I think it'll be great, um, we have to remember, Sean did a great job setting up hermeneutics and what that is. And we have to remember, always when we read God's Word, the Bible wasn't written about us, right? So right. so the letter didn't come to the Church of America or to Broadmoor Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Paul is writing to a specific church or a specific group of people in Rome about a specific situation. Um, and so in his writing, and a lot of times we, I don't know the right word for this, it's not romanticize it, but but we, we try to take it and apply it directly and mm-hmm. broadly across Lots. all time and yeah. space. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way it works because right. Paul doesn't write to Rome and says, just like in Corinth, just like in Thessalonica, just like you should do this. He's writing to them about a very specific season that they're in, and they need to understand that that God is calling them to be obedient in this situation. And there's ties, I think, even to to back to, to Mark chapter to Mark chapter twelve, I think it is, uh, where Jesus uh, is having the discussion over money mm-hmm. about identity and says. You know, what's this coin face half? Yeah. And it says, well, it's render. Caesar's face. And he right. said, well, render into Caesar what is Caesar's, but render into God what is God's. And, and, and the, the imagery there is the coin had Caesar's face on it. Right. But whose face do we have? Mm-hmm. We have right. the Father's face. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we're a part of the system and we need to understand where we play, but the bigger picture is the sovereignty of God. So bringing us back to keep your guns. That's what you're saying. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not quite <laughs> yes, sure it's, thank you, it's as easy as that. Um, but but I, I don't think that whenever we read something, our first mm-hmm. jump should be, okay, what do I do? That's right. That's good. 
our first jump is, what is God saying? What, right. what is God teaching them? Yes. What are they learning about God's sovereignty and control, even amidst bad government? Because we can look throughout Scripture and see other examples, or, or maybe extra biblical if you uh, have the apocryphal readings, um, of the Maccabean Revolt. Um, they they revolt against Assyria, and they, they destroy um, the, the bad guys. But they were the authority. Mm. But they did so in a way that, that honored the Lord. It's, there's a lot yeah, there. Right. So when we come back to, to Romans, particularly, I think the first step we do, and, and Sean set it up beautifully, is what did this mean for them? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. How, how did this apply to their life? And then once we have that, then we begin to apply it to our life. So it, it's That's not good. as easy yeah. as jumping into, all right, what do we and, do now? And yeah. not separating it from what he had previously written. Uh-huh. Like, exactly I, right. I think it's, it's so important that we don't forget that he had just talked about what does genuine love look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and so, and how do how do we display this inside of this culture that we live yeah. in? Right. Yeah. Um, I like now, it. I, I do. I do think also, like, if we want to chase a rabbit a little bit, um, <laughs> with, like we we oftentimes want black and white answers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we want them to be clear, but but there's a lot of issues that the Lord calls us to exercise wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and wisdom is not always just clear, yep. right? And so there's a little bit of wrestling that has to go on um, in your own heart and your own mind. And, and I think yesterday, one of the things I mentioned is, so operate within the systems and processes that your government has in place, right? And we, as much as we may be divided and disagree over the directions that our government or political systems may be taking, we need to celebrate that we actually have a great um, system in place. Yeah. We have a democratic system. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, they did it. Um, and so, so I think wisdom comes into play when you see this, um, you see this democratic system, if, if this is something that we believe is good and true, if that begins to fall apart, then how do I exercise wisdom into stepping into those moments? Mm-hmm. Um and so, so it's not it's not clear. I don't think it's black good. and so, white, but so I think that, to... I think that leads us to another another thing because uh, uh, you know so we are according to this passage we we are to be subject to authority, uh, but uh, in our context, like what is our or what should our role be in, in bringing about change? Because we do live in a democracy. Mm-hmm. Now the Jews in this context lived under Roman rule. They were not Roman citizens. They had no say. Right. They didn't uh, go to to the to Caesar and say, hey, I got some ideas for change. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd like to put that on the ballot to vote. Right. Send an email so, to Caesar. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I and I know that, that there are there are a lot of Christians uh, who who are, are very, very involved in politics and, and you know, yeah. and even uh, you know, take those things very, very seriously, and and mm-hmm. even to the point that they're in despair. Uh, you know, if if their candidate doesn't get in, and uh, you know, and and so so what what should our role be, and how much weight should we be placing on that? That's good. Yeah, I think I think an, um, I think another thing that we cannot forget about this passage is in thinking about life, not forgetting the sovereignty of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is such. Like that is such a thing that we struggle with Mm -hmm. and we forget Mm -hmm. that God is, I think I said it briefly, God is always at work and he is always doing something and it is always for his glory. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
but we have gotten so accustomed to, I think, comforts and uh, rewards um, that we we have become a people, especially in America. I, I would think there's a distinct separation between us and a lot of other places in the world mm. that we've become so accustomed to um, the the things that are nice and good in life that we don't want to suffer. Mm-hmm. And we have a hard time understanding suffering for the sake of God's glory. Mm. And I think that, so I don't know if that answers your question that may no, take I us think off. It, the, I think it does. And I'd like to tie the two comments sure. together if, if I can, because there are, this is how they're playing out in my head. If, uh, when we were back in Romans, uh, the hard chapters, I would call mm. it, 9, nine 10, and 11, um, we, we referenced a book that J.I. Packer wrote called Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and having this, the, it's absolutely true. God is sovereign. There's nothing that will ever happen. There's nothing that has ever happened, nothing that ever will happen that is outside of his foreknowledge. Like it's, it, he already mm-hmm. knows it. That doesn't freeze us, though. Right. That, that doesn't cause Actually, us to become inactive in sharing our faith. And mm-hmm. matter of fact, it should cause us even more to become active because we know that God is sovereign over it all. So now we work out of the joy that, mm. that our Father has spoken over us and, and ordained for our life. Now, I don't think it's a, a one-to-one correlation or exact same thing, but it does play in my mind the same way. Just because God is sovereign, even especially over governance— it shouldn't, in my opinion, it shouldn't cause us to become frozen in our action in right. government, um, where we'd say, oh, well, say la vie, just let, let it be uh, what let it is be. And, yeah. and what will happen will happen. No, I think that that causes us to engage government, to engage Absolutely. voting, engage. I believe there should be more Christians on the ballot to vote for. I believe we should be putting ourselves or, or putting candidates up that, that are lovers of Christ and lovers of his word and, and want to see a world that is ordered in the way that, that God calls us to. Uh, back to the comment, though, God is sovereign. Uh-huh. And so it, it's not just God is sovereign when your guy or girl is in office. God is sovereign even when the person that you can't stand is in office. But it, it shouldn't cause you, in my opinion, again, to just wait back and see how it shakes out. Uh-huh. In the same way God's sovereignty causes us to run forward in evangelism. It causes us to run forward in all of life, particularly government. That's right. I think I landed there in that camp yesterday, too, is just knowing that God is sovereign over all things doesn't give me the excuse or... I guess excuse to just sit back and let it be like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, we're just going to let this all play out. But it, but when something does happen or government says you can't do this or you got to do this or does something real crazy, I can still in my desire to want to bring glory to God and my, my moving of speaking of the gospel, be confident that what is happening now, God knows and Mm -hmm. is, and is over in control of. And so it kind of brought some peace to me, just that, like, it doesn't give me an excuse to sit and waller in my, uh, oh, goodness, I can't do anything about it. God's in control, you know, just kind of, but really believe God is in control and I still have a voice and I need to use mm-hmm, that's it. That's right. Well, it's, to me, it's what's loving. Mm-hmm. Like, w- yes. we want to see people taken care of. We want to see people protected. We right. want to see the government put policies and, and laws in place that are good for the people that we love. And and so 
I think it's loving to be engaged. Yeah, that's right. It's loving to to try to lead toward change, but at the same time, um, we can get so caught up in leading toward political change that we forget where our primary allegiance is. Right. Back to that mm-hmm. word is yeah. Okay, my number one goal is is the kingdom and in Christ. That's that's, that's what right. I'm pursuing. Mm-hmm. Now, if I have opportunity to lead toward change here. To the end politically. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to do everything that I can. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to just ramp up my energy and put all my focus on we are in a disastrous state. Mm -hmm. The whole world's falling apart until we get my political person in Mm. power. Yeah, that's a good word. It's it's, it's him. We do trust him while we lead toward change. When I think, yeah, and I think the danger too of of getting so hung up in in the political sphere uh, you know, because there are believers, there are people in, in fact, in our congregation mm-hmm. uh, who have differing political views. No doubt. Sure. And, and they use so, this verse right, so, to, to, to be the foundation of both their positions. And so right. what does that do? You know, if we're talking about, you know, the goal of bringing unity, um, you know, if, if we're so hung up on, on political things, uh, you know, that, that ends up causing divisiveness, um, and, you know, we alienate one another. Right. And in mm-hmm. fact, you know, and again, and, and you know, if we, we look at politics, uh, you know, one side is always trying to demonize the other side. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we can't do that to each other in the body of Christ. Well, and if you right. go back to chapter 12, which Sean took us back yesterday about how to love when we're demonizing them, we're not loving yeah. them well. So That's we're, right. we're not, right. e- even if they, even if someone's, opinions are different than mine it's my goal to still love them as christ would love them and speak truth you know? yeah our, our goal in disagreement isn't to to ball our fist and shake it in their face that's right we disagree in love um, mm-hmm. and I, I think there there's the difference there and again going back to the hermeneutic i think where paul speaks specifically to this to this people and you said it a while ago mike is is they're not in a democratic system there mm-hmm. there is no vote there is right. legitimately no Two parties or three parties—it it is just rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for us, we live in a world that that is different than this because our our parties have different seasons of power. So, for example, we we may be in a season now that that your person is in or your person's not in, and that affects the the way that you feel. And then come next year, next November, and and the vote is in, and something may change or may not change. And then people jump back in and say, well, now it's time to, to fight the good fight. To Mark's point, mm-hmm. the goal is to advance the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we announce the gospel proclamation, what are we announcing is the new kingdom of Christ is coming. It is here now, and it's continuing to advance. I think there is time and place for politics in that arena. If we can leverage politics to advance the kingdom, then by all means do so. That's right. But our advancing the kingdom doesn't hinge on who's in office That's right. it's because our king is still on the throne. That's exactly That's right. right. So we advance the kingdom no matter what. I, I still think it's right for us to engage the political system. Right. But when our guy or girl doesn't live out what we want or, or doesn't get elected to where we are – all is not lost. That's right. That's right. We keep right. moving until That's the right. next time to, to jump in. That's right. That's yeah. right. I think. I yeah. think you did a good job of you, bringing yeah. us back to that yeah. yesterday, mm-hmm. Sean. I, I think that that was the thing as I as I studied and as I looked at the scripture, what became convicting for me, right, is that 
oftentimes um, I'll I'll use political stances as an excuse. Yeah. Right. Of all this thing is not right, so it's going to affect you know the gospel and religion and. No, like we can still be a gospel people and we see this all throughout the world. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like we see corrupt and, and governments that are set against Christianity to the point of it is illegal to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. You will be put to death if you're a Christian. And we see in those cultures that the church believers are continuing to advance the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're continuing to, to speak about Christ and no matter the consequences. And they're, they're continuing to push forward in the gospel. And I think for me, as I think about where we live and the country we sit in, is that I often make that an excuse and I forget to pray for those who are leading me. Mm-hmm. I forget to, to have a concern that they actually know Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I forget to share the gospel. Like I, I, I begin to make excuses right. instead of just being a gospel proclaiming person. That's right. And, and- I think it's important to just recognize real quick, for so many generations in our country, we have put both almost as the same thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. The advancement of America was the same as the advancement of the kingdom Mm. because we, Mm. our generations before us felt like we were the Christian country. Mm. We were the Christian example. And if America is going to be a light, we need to move forward and continue to be this Christian country. So we've wrapped up that goal almost as one combined mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. Well, you've seen it in, in the slogans, God and country, That's right. as if they are co-equal together. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we, we mix it like that. Mm-hmm. And so now when you see the split or what many of us view the, is becoming more and more Mm, whatever worldly divided, divided yeah. post Christian yeah post Christian yeah. thank yeah. you that's a good word <laughs> yeah. Mike now we feel like oh my gosh we've got to get our country back to where it was or we're doomed and I think what what I felt and heard is and you said it it's not through political power or government authority that we will accomplish the mission the gospel being proclaimed um, is not going to happen because we change our political. Mm-hmm. Right uh, status here in America. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's not the goal. We're not. We're not fretting. We, we're not. Oh my gosh, we got to get it back to where it right. was. Bring prayer back into school. Yes. Yeah. No. We we are on mission to keep the the right. Christ at, at the top and to proclaim His kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sean, I think something kingdom. you just said, praying for our leaders. I think um, that's important for us mm-hmm. um, because I think we easily forget to do that, especially if they're not our pick whoever we would have put into power but i also feel like when you're praying for somebody the lord can kind of change your heart towards Mm -hmm. who they are oftentimes if i'm praying like god change them you know like help them to and i we do want to change their heart if they're not believers and that's not what i'm saying but i'm just saying if if we remember to pray for our leaders i think we might see them in a different light you Mm -hmm. know that they Mm -hmm. are God's sovereign appointment. Yeah, and it is yeah. who the Lord p- put mm-hmm. into power, yeah. you know, and and we need to, you know, treat them as such, but also, you know, come alongside them and, you know, share. Going back to what we said last week, I think sometimes we, we do make them out to be the villain mm-hmm. if we disagree with them. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And we forget their, their husbands and their and daddies and their... Yep. Sons and they love people. Um, they a just have different. They're a person. Well, and I think makes bad and, sense. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and they are going to give an account before God. That's right. Yeah. Like all of us. That's right. Yeah. Like I, I think we 
we oftentimes forget that. Mm-hmm. And and some of us, I think, would sit back and go, well, great, they're going to give an account to God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, like I need to have genuine love for my yeah. brother, for my sister mm. that may not know Christ and, and is going to stand before him. Mm-hmm. Like, that... That should actually change yeah. our perspective as well. well right? I th- and I think, and because and, I was going to, I appreciate your comment, uh, Amy. Uh, I was going to say the same thing about your, just the reminder to pray for those in authority over us. Uh, because again, you know, we, we tend to, uh, we tend to demonize the other side. You know, if we're on one side, we demonize the other side. That's, that's, um, and I think when you pray for someone, like you, it humanizes them mm-hmm. for you. Like you can't pray for someone and and uh, and not think of them as a as a real person mm-hmm. right. and and someone who who God loves. Um, and so I, I think that is important. But it's you know it's much easier to complain sure. than That's it right. is to pray for someone. So <laughs> there's a few imprecatory psalms. Oh yeah, but you uh, you could pray that God would get them, but but generally that's not the. I'm, not sure. I'm the children's minister. We don't say those that's words in kids. The... What was the word again? Imprecatory. Imprecatory. Uh, where you were asking God not to bless them, but to bring to judge fire them. Kill them. Them. <laughs> Lord, you can you can sort it out when they see you, but right now, go get them. Heat burning coals. <laughs> A little bit different, you know. This uh, I don't think. Um, I wasn't in the room yesterday, and I was I was watching the the service from uh, our, our hotel room, and it was absolutely powerful and, and awesome. Uh, but I, I couldn't help but thinking, and I know we've had this conversation before, uh, and, and this isn't a, a topic. I don't even think this was the point of, of Romans thirteen. But when we live in a system that is, I'm going to use air quotes that you can't see, but I want you to hear air quotes oppressed, um, and we don't like the oppression because we. You know, we've already said it. We we like uh, health, wealth, and prosperity. Mm-hmm. We would rather that version of Christianity than the oppressive one. Mm-hmm. But anytime we see in Scripture oppression, we see the gospel explode mm-hmm. in growth. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, I'm I'm not trying to put puzzle pieces together to make it make sense. But I do know that God, throughout Scripture, has been sovereign over every appointment of every mm-hmm. leader, whether they be good or wicked. And it was through the oppression that the seeds of the gospel were spread across spread. the world. Mm-hmm. And, and it's what you talked about yesterday in, in places that the government is not good. Why are we seeing the gospel explode mm-hmm. there? Because it's God's hand that, that whenever the hand of government comes down, the gospel tends to go out. And I'm not saying that we pray for oppression, but what mm-hmm. I am saying is Scripture tells us to consider it pure joy, my brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, when we face trials of many kinds, mm-hmm. because it is doing something in us. God does not waste a moment of our life. So if you are here and you are under a political system that you don't like or it, it seems to be getting darker or worse in your opinion, don't don't take your ball and bat and go home mm-hmm. to your, your storm shelter and say, well, when it all blows over, I'm going to come <laughs> back out and advance the gospel like the good old days. What if these are the good days? Mm-hmm. What if yeah. these are the best days we've ever seen in view of oppression, in view of, of what we don't like? Man, the gospel is exploding around the globe in some of the hardest places to live. Mm-hmm. Don't think that just because you don't like the way things are going here in America or you know, it's not your cup of tea that you can't advance the gospel. Mm-hmm. No, this is the time. This <clears throat> is right. the time That's for great. us to step up. Well, again, we want to hold on to it because we've lived in a in a, a situation for for years where we have so much freedom. Yeah. And so we're like, it, we love the combination of freedom 
um, to to not have to deal with persecution and be blessed and to have this life. Mm. I mean, it's just just this weird picture of American Christianity mm-hmm. that we don't want to let go of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we see it starting to slip away, we start clawing to protect sure. it. And and we, it, it, I think the question we ask ourselves or should ask ourselves is. Do we want to see the advancement of the gospel more than we want to see our comfort? Mm. Come on. Mm. Man, that's scary. Mm Do you want to see the advancement of the gospel more than you want to keep your guns? Yes. Mm. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. See, but we've lived in a world where we can have both. Yeah, that's exactly right. We can have the advancement of the gospel, and I can keep my guns, and I get my political way that I want. and Kill turkeys. Yes. Yes. And now it's like, uh uh-oh. I think like uh, slipping. Yeah, and I I think that's a— that's that's a great question to leave everyone with and and just to to reflect on as we wrap up today mm-hmm. um you know and I, I think both those those comments from mark and and josh there it's a great reminder that god is uh god is less interested in our comfort and affluence than he is in his that's kingdom right. and mm-hmm. and our becoming christ-like that's right and so um yeah so mm-hmm. thank you for sean again thank you for mm-hmm. for uh, yesterday it was it was really great and you did so well um, and I appreciate the conversation today uh, yeah. ne- as we go into this Sunday we start uh, we're taking a little departure from Romans for the next few weeks yep. uh, and beginning a three-week Easter series and uh, so Josh anything you'd tell us about that yeah so uh, it's theme and you know themes are what they are but you know our kind of thought is the cup and we see throughout the whole Easter uh, passages, the the when when Jesus is going to the cross, there is this this cup that sits before him, and what does that mean? And what's in the cup? And when he drinks the cup, and it's all gone, and uh, he you know from the cross screams you know to Telestay, it is finished. What does that mean? And particularly, what does that mean for us today as we advance this kingdom message? And so that mm-hmm. will be over our next three weeks, and mm-hmm. what that looks like as we march towards Easter. It's going to be great. so good. Awesome. Yeah. It is. Great. So until next week. Everyone, great conversation. Love you guys. Love, you Love guys. doing y'all. Love you guys. Have a good week. Thanks, guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.